hello. Welcome to Leadership Factory, where we are building leaders with purpose. I'm Cole Phillips, and I will be your guide for the next few minutes as we talk about leadership. And today, we're talking about specifically the topic of a leader's priorities. And uh, this is a challenge for us as leaders to really make the most of the time that we've been given. We all have a limited amount of time, and there's never enough time to do everything that needs to be done. So how do we determine what is most important and where we should be spending the bulk of our time? It seems like leaders who have misplaced priorities end up being ineffective. And we've seen examples of that many times. Uh, In the New Testament, Jesus went after the Pharisees for confusing what was important with what wasn't important. In Matthew 23, 24, he says to them, you blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but you swallow a camel. Their priorities were all about enforcing rules and the laws, and Jesus had a different set of priorities. His priorities were focused on people's spiritual needs. Great leaders know the hearts of people, and that leads them to act with their best interest in mind. So as spiritual leaders, we know that Jesus gave his life for us, and our ultimate mission is the Great Commission to lead people to know him and to follow after him and to grow in him. And we also know the Bible doesn't usually give us step-by-step instructions. So as leaders, we're dependent on God for daily wisdom to keep the big picture in mind and lead with his priorities and to make the most of our time because the Bible says uh, we live in evil days. Ephesians 5, 15, and 16 says, Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity. I love that scripture. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. We've got to seize the day and make the most of this day. This day matters. Today matters. When you're wasting time, you're wasting your life because your time is your life. So we've got to think about the priorities that we have as leaders. Let's look at Jesus. What was Jesus' priority in his day in Mark chapter 1, verse 35? It says, before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. And when they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. But Jesus replied, we must go on to other towns as well, and I will preach to them too. That is why I came. So in this little short few verses, we see that Jesus had a spiritual priority to connect with God, to make that first before anything else, that he was seeking the heart of God and the face of God and the wisdom of God. And then he was prepared to go and do what he was called to do, his purpose to uh, reach out to the people around them and uh, to share his message with them. And so that was Jesus' priority. For uh, a Christian, we see a passage in Scripture in Luke chapter 10, verse 38, where uh, we see the two sisters, Mary and Martha. And um, Martha was the one who was so busy. She was, uh, she was distracted and she was trying to um, 
get everything ready. And in the process, she was missing the fact that Jesus was there. And um, her sister, Mary, it says in verse 42, there, there's only one thing worth being concerned about. And Jesus said, Mary has discovered it. And uh, so that was living a life of worship and and not of uh, just crazy busyness like so often we get caught up into. And, and then as a leader, we have a priority as well. And we see this in Acts chapter 6, verse 2. It says, so the 12, the 12 uh Apostles, they called a meeting of all the believers, and they said, We apostles should spend our time teaching the Word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the Spirit and wisdom, and we will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in praying and teaching the Word. So they ran into this same challenge, and that is there is more to do than can possibly be done. And you cannot do it all yourself. So you're going to have to bring some good people around you. You're going to have to begin to delegate certain responsibilities um, or else something else more important will be um, will, will be neglected. And so this is what they did. They said, our call is to pray and to teach the Word. And so we're going to get some people to help us in some of the practical uh, ministries that are taking place. And that's okay. You cannot... Uh, do it all, nor should you do it all. So, uh, so we delegate uh, certain certain areas and and give ministry away. But there are many distractions and hindrances that uh, that we're going to run into along the way, and things that are holding us down and weighing us down. Well, in Hebrews chapter twelve, verse one, it says, "Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith." Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. So we've got to be very intentional about casting away those uh, hindrances that are holding us back. And many times it is uh, sin in our lives that that is weighing us down, that is keeping us from uh, accomplishing all that, that God has placed in our hearts and our lives, so we've got to be sure we're uh, we're dealing with that on a regular basis, confessing that, and keeping a clean, pure heart before God, um, and just making sure that that we do not begin to carry around the weights that will slow us down. And um, the key here, what I've found, is understand what is your purpose. Understanding your purpose will help you with your priorities. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24 begins, Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. And so he's saying we've got to we've got to understand what is our purpose and focus in on that purpose in every step that we take. We're not just marking time, we're not just going through the motions. Uh, there is a high calling on 
your life as a leader. So you've got to be very intentional, and it does take discipline. Discipline is kind of one of those dirty words that we don't like because it implies um, work and some pain may be involved in discipline, but uh, but uh, it's important that we are disciplined in order to focus in on what is most important. We don't want to uh, be sharing this message with other people and in the process ourselves be run off the track. So, uh, so we've got to understand our purpose. And so this brings me to what we call the 80-20 principle. And what that is... The 80-20 principle simply is this, that we have the highest return on our effort when we focus on what is most important. And so if we focus on the top 20% of our priorities, we're going to accomplish 80% of the results that we need. We focus on the top 20% of our priorities, we're going to fulfill 80% of the results that we need. And this principle can be applied to almost every area of life, in every field. When you accomplish your first two priorities on your top 10 list of priorities, you will find that you'll accomplish 80% of your desired results. And so uh, we've got to be intentional and clear and specific about writing out what what are my priorities and the lower ones on the list, they just, it's not that they're bad, they're just not as important and they will not yield the same kind of fruit or results for you. If you embrace the wrong priorities, this principle is going to work against you. If you focus on the bottom 80%, the, the, the lower eight things on your top 10 list, you're going to get only 20% of the results and the fruit that you desire. For example, uh, in your time, of the time that you invest produces 80% of the results. In in your work, 20% of your effort produces 80% of your satisfaction. In your ministry, 20% of the ministries in our church provide 80% of the fruit. In leadership, 20% of the people make about 80% of the decisions. And um, in volunteers, 20% of the people who call uh, our church or your church, it's home, they do 80% of the ministry. And uh, also with mentoring, you should spend about 20% uh, of that time, 20% of the influencers are where you should spend uh, 80% of your time. You've got to focus in there. So let's talk about lessons learned from the 80-20 principle. The first one is this, activity doesn't equal accomplishment. We take pride in the fact that we say, oh, I'm so busy. I'm just working so hard. Well, your goal should not be just to stay busy. Look for the wisest people in the best places to invest your time. And then second, work smarter, not harder. Work on the things that uh, only you can do and then delegate the things that others can do. It's no good to just be working so hard and accomplishing so little. And then third, organize or agonize. Organization allows you to be more efficient in getting things done. And that's going to save you a lot of time and frustration, just simply getting organized. Well, I don't have time to get organized. You'll find if you make time to get organized, 
that you'll have more time on the back end. And then fourth, you either evaluate or you stagnate. Where are you in relationship to your next goal? You've got to evaluate. We say evaluation is the breakfast of champions. You, you need that feedback and you need evaluation. Um, you've got to know where you are in order to know how to get where you're going. Then also, you need to schedule your priorities. And it's okay. Write them in your schedule. Calendar them. Sometimes we um, uh, just allow the tyranny of the urgent to keep us from what is most important. And so if you will schedule your priorities, uh, you're going to have time for those things that you've scheduled and you've calendared. Either you control your time or your time will control you. And other people will be happy to fill up your schedule with other things. Um, Then also, reacting is not leading. Um, If you're always in reaction mode, then you're never in action mode where you're being intentional. So don't forget the ultimate or you will become a slave to the immediate. Then also, be willing to say no to the little things. It's just a small two-letter word, but we have to say lots of no's in order to say yes to the big things and in order to say yes to the best things. So how do you do that? How do you say no gracefully and graciously? Um, it's, it's not just when you say no, but it's also how do you say no. When you're saying no, here, here's some ideas about this. First, say no to the request and not to the person. Make sure they know you're not rejecting them. You're simply saying no to what they're asking you to do. You can even affirm the idea, but just explain, this is not in my wheelhouse. This does not necessarily fit with the goals that I need to accomplish. So I'm saying no to the request and not to the person. Then also, respond um, with the best interest of the person asking. Make sure you know you're not just trying to avoid more work, but you really want to help them. You really want them to succeed. Um, And you can do this by suggesting a creative alternative. Think of a way that really helps them accomplish their task. It's not necessarily your responsibility to figure it out for them, but if you encourage them and say, hey, you can do this, or I can, I've got a resource for you that I can put in your hands or connect you with a person who can help. Uh, so those are some ways to say no gracefully. And then also, um, how do you make the most of your time? Well, some keys I've found, some ideas I use is first, make to-do lists and write them down. It's so amazing to me how when I just take the time to write down the things that I've got to do, how quickly I can mark through them on my list. Uh, Then also, set priorities. Uh, Make sure that the most important things that you have to do are at the top of your list. Mark them with a one. Mark them with a two or a three. And then, then focus in on all the ones and do those first. And then third, avoid perfectionism. Um, This is what I call the paralysis of perfection. And um, we've got to do things with excellence. We've got to do them excellently and do them as unto the Lord. But realize that 
perfectionism can be a problem that you may need to avoid if it takes up too much time. Um, sometimes uh, done is better than perfect. And so just just recognize that if that's one of your tendencies. That's definitely one of my tendencies is I want to make everything perfect. And, and so uh, we've got to avoid that. Uh, then also question and reevaluate often. Don't allow your bad habits or your emotions to keep you from uh, eliminating the items from your calendar and your to-do list. If, if it's not working, then get rid of it. And then also, welcome the tension. Um, let the tension motivate you to move forward. Many times tension can help you improve your focus and help you do your job even more effectively when, when there's tension involved. Um, then, then also avoid clutter. This kind of goes along with being organized. But clutter is a distraction that will get in the way of what you're doing. You're going to find you're going to be wasting a lot of time um, by just kind of having to, to search through things to find what you need. So avoid the clutter and then avoid procrastination. Avoid putting off the things that you need to do now. Focus on the priorities that come first. And then you can do those easy things or the fun things that come later. Uh, number eight is to control your interruptions and your distractions. And uh, that means minimizing the amount of time that people are able to take you away from your main focus. All right. Uh, also, partner with other people who can shore up your weaknesses. Understand your strengths as a leader and engage other people who are gifted in the areas of your weaknesses. It's amazing, but the thing that you most hate to do, there's probably somebody who really loves doing that very thing. You'll be surprised, but they can do it, and then together you're able to accomplish more. That's the beauty of the body of Christ. And then lastly, use a calendar. Use something, whether it's an app on your phone or on your computer where you're organizing your days and organizing your week. And that's going to help you save time and prioritize your tasks. All right, so let me give you a way to, uh, to evaluate yourself here in this. Uh, how are you doing with your priorities? Uh, the first question is this, what is required of me? What uh, do I have to do, and what are the things that I just simply choose to do? There are some things that, that we've got to do, and um, there may not be a whole lot of things that we have to do, but we've got to do the got to do things. And then there are some things we simply choose to do them. So we got to know what is, what is actually required of me. Then ask yourself, what gives me the greatest return? What, what is giving me the greatest bang for my buck? And so I've got to ask the question, where am I getting the greatest results? And spend most of my time working in the area of my strengths. I'm not going to waste time and energy on things that I'm simply not good at or not made to do. So uh, you've got to ask the question, what gives me the best results? And then finally ask yourself, what gives me the greatest results? reward? Where am I getting that sense of satisfaction for a job 
well done. When you do something and you're operating in your wheelhouse and and you're getting a great return for it, you're going to find that you feel satisfaction and um, you're excited about what you've accomplished. And it's really easy to neglect the things that we don't want to do. But as we focus in on what God has called us to do, we will experience deeper fulfillment than any other uh, activity in our life. So where are you finding your greatest rewards? Um, Let me just close with this. As you think back to the 80-20 principle, remember this. Activity does not equal accomplishment. So answer these questions that you can think through uh, based on your own strengths and your own priorities. Who are the top 20% of people that you should be pouring your life into? Who are those top 20% that are in your circle that you need to pour your life into? Then which of your activities have the greatest amount of fruit? What are you doing that's producing the most fruit? Uh, Which of your uh, responsibilities that you have produces the greatest fulfillment in your life? Who are some potential leaders around you that you can begin to uh, delegate to and pour into and equip for ministry? And then finally, what other priorities are missing that you need to begin to pursue as you grow in your leadership? Those are some those are some great questions that, that you probably need to spend some time on. I, we all need to spend some time on thinking through. And as we move forward this week, I just want to encourage you to, as you make that list of priorities, uh, take some steps to get rid of the time bandits in your life, those things that are robbing you of your effectiveness. And, uh, and just be intentional about that. Have the courage and the strength to say no to those things that you don't need to be involved in so you can focus on what's most important. Here's something I believe about you because you're listening to this today. That is that you are a leader. So let's grow together and be great leaders. Thank you so much. I look forward to talking with you again really soon. And I do want to encourage you, if this has been helpful to you, then be sure to go to your um, podcast provider and subscribe. I found that the podcast that I listen to regularly are the ones that I have subscribed to. So subscribe and share this with your friends as well so that we can continue to grow in our influence and our leadership. Thank you so much. 